Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. So, Angelina Jolie apparently has filed for divorce from Brad Pitt. That's right, my friends. We are going from the Syrian airstrike crisis to Hollywood gossip. But trust me, there's good lessons to be learned from this story. Uh, lots of rumors and innuendo and speculation um, floating about. If you really feel like um, roaming through it, we'll put some links below. Apparently, Brad Pitt is fed up with his marriage to her, says that she... Uh, barely eats, she guzzles wine, she's constantly smoking, uh, and apparently she's dipped down by some reports to 79 pounds, uh, which is, uh, I guess, alarmingly low. Uh, Angelina Jolie, of course, recently just turned 40, and um, because of a history of cancer in her family, particularly among the women, she had her uh, breasts removed, she had her ovaries removed, she had her fallopian tubes removed, which of course I would imagine is going to give you some hormone changes and uh, maybe even make her skin age faster. So she of course is one of the most photographed women in the world, is considered to be one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful woman in the world, turning 40 when you've built a career to a large degree on your high sexual market value, uh, losing your reproductive organs, um, having hormone changes, perhaps aging faster and turning 40 is going to be a challenge for someone who has been so bankable because of high sexual market value. And uh, that is going to be a real challenge. And that hits everyone. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how famous you are, how talented you are. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are. But age and time get us all. And uh, this is an important thing to remember. You know, as a study done recently, a bunch of British kids were asked what they wanted to be when they grew up. And the most popular answer was famous. And uh, well, of course, (laughs) I can tell you a little bit that fame is a double-edged sword. But fame, let's look at this couple, Brad and Angelina, or Brangelina, as they're sometimes called. Well, hugely rich. I've seen estimates of between $400 million and $480 million uh, of uh, wealth. Uh, so incredibly rich, um, incredibly successful, um, beautiful, uh, talented, uh, and uh, you name it. And um, it's not enough to make them happy. You know, if uh, if fame and wealth and beauty and talent uh, made you happy, I guess Marilyn Monroe would still be alive today. It is not enough to make you happy. And there's a great danger, of course, to being prominent, to being famous, to being even just beautiful or very rich. Uh, Nietzsche had a quote where he said something like, uh, the, the, the rich and the powerful and the beautiful never quite hear the truth because there's a reality distortion field around them based upon their, their powers. And uh, it is hard to hear the truth when you're that famous, that rich, and that powerful. And uh, so be careful what, what you wish for. You know, there are all the stories uh, that uh, people, you can look these up, people who won the lottery and uh, within a year or two or three uh, said that winning the lottery was the worst thing that ever happened to them. There's one guy, I think up here in Canada, won the lottery, ended up with a huge drug addiction, now is in prison and says he's much happier in prison than he was ever out in the real world with millions of dollars. So have to be careful, you know, that's why I'm constantly making the case on this show. Reason equals virtue equals happiness. If you want to be happy, do good, be good, be courageous, stand up for what you believe in, fight the forces of darkness. Uh, there are times when it will be alarming to you, but it gives you an accumulated ballast of deep satisfaction that you can't push over a tree once its roots reach down to the center of the world. And you cannot push over an honest man or an honest woman when their virtue reaches down to the center of ethics. So aim for virtue and you will achieve happiness. Aim for prominence and you will achieve instability. So this is Angelina Jolie's third marriage, I don't know who the hell she was married to the first time, but then she was rather famously married to Billy Bob Thornton, uh, an actor, and uh, she wore a vial of his blood uh, around 
her neck. And uh, we'll get to a quote about that in uh, a little bit. She grew up, of course, very uh, uh, rich, uh, famous uh, from a Hollywood uh, family. And um, he grew up, I guess, think in the Midwest with a couple of siblings and a pretty peaceful existence. So there is some differences in history uh, between them. Uh, but of course, they were considered to be the alphas, right? Because they were the most famous, most rich, most pretty, uh, most talented, and so on. And everybody wanted to be them. It was sort of a big thing, at least back in the day. I don't know where it is right now for the younger people in the audience. But um, so she's on her third marriage. And of course, having had these surgeries and so on, and she has been honest and brave and helpful, I'm sure, to women in talking publicly about this. But her sexual market value has hit the wall, right? And this is something that is needs to be talked about more with women and more with men. Uh, her sexual market value is hitting the wall and is cratering, right? She's too, she can't have kids anymore. And that, of course, is the whole point. The whole point of sexual market value is fertility and reproduction. And now she's had her innards scooped out. She can't have uh, kids anymore. And so her sexual market value has collapsed. His sexual market value, uh, you know, there's this internet meme, which is, does Brad Pitt ever age? And uh, it's, a, it's a reasonable question. And um, his sexual market value continues to go up and up. I think he's in his early 50s. And um, there is this imbalance, right? Her sexual market is collapsing uh, and his sexual market value is going up. And that can create a lot of tensions uh, in a marriage. So the history between them uh, and some of this is speculation, some of it is somewhat confirmed. I'll leave you to sort it all out because, <laughs> you know, I don't have time or interest. But uh, he was married to Jennifer Aniston, an actress from Friends and, and other things. But she was, he was married to Jennifer Aniston, and they were the it couple back in the day. And then Brad Pitt ma- met Angelina Jolie when they were making a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith about two spies. Uh, and then apparently he said he fell in love with her, the actress, during the movie. And there are some reports that he had an affair with Angelina Jolie while he was still married to Jennifer Aniston. So let's just freeze frame that one for a second, because here we have an older man, a younger actress, an older wife, and he is drawn to the younger actress. And that's kind of how they got together. And uh, Jolie and Pitt have been together since 2004, but they just got married two years ago. The marriage, I think, lasted two years and one month as of when she filed for divorce. And so... Brad Pitt is somewhere making a World War II movie because, you know, gristled Brad Pitt fighting Nazis, probably about the best thing that some moviegoers can think of. And uh, there's an actress, I I assume French, based on the name Marion Cotillard. And um, apparently, again, whether this is true or not, this is what I've read, that Angelina Jolie hired a private investigator because she was paranoid or afraid that uh, Brad Pitt was having an affair with the actress in the movie. Huh. All right, so remember that constellation. Older man, younger actress, older wife. Well, here we have again. Older man, Brad Pitt, a younger actress, uh, Marion Cotillard, and uh, older wife, which is uh, Angelina Jolie. So she hired a private investigator, and apparently she found evidence that he was uh, having an affair. Again, all speculation, but this is what I've read. And so this is also important that what you do in life can bounce back on you. If you start an affair while someone is married, right? You have an affair, you start a relationship with somebody who betrays their partner. Can you ever really feel fully at peace that they're not going to betray you, right? The foundation of your relationship was betrayal. Can you move forward feeling certain that the person will never betray you? Well, uh, I don't know, but it certainly see, if, if all of this is true, it certainly seems to be repeating a pattern that is important. What we do now, right? As the ancient saying says, uh, t- take what you want 
and then pay for it. So if you want to be a homewrecker and snatch Brad Pitt out of a marriage uh, and uh, destroy his marriage and be the other woman, okay, then you can do that and then you have to pay for it, which is that you may not trust him in the future since he betrayed his first wife for you. Maybe he'll betray you for the next young actress who comes along in a movie where there's its intensity and, and all they have this romance and so on. So, yeah, you got to be careful what you do. It uh, might bounce back on you, as uh, Howard Jones saying many, many years ago. Now, there is a real tragedy, too. I, I looked up some quotes that Angelina Jolie had about Brad Pitt. Um, and he said, she said, I'm very lucky with Brad. He's a real gentleman, but he's also a real man's man. He's got the wonderful balance of being an extraordinary, great, loving father, a very, very intelligent man. And physically, oh, he's a real man. Oh, sounds pretty... Uh, loving or at least admiring. She also said, Brad has expanded my life in ways I never imagined. We built a family. He is not just the love of my life. He is my family. I hold that very dear. I suppose what I've learned from Brad is to be able to have the kind of family whose happiness and well-being comes before your own. I'm very, very grateful to have such a loving family, and I wouldn't have that without him. She also said, sometimes I think my husband is so amazing that I don't know why he's with me. I don't know whether I'm good enough. But if I make him happy, then everything that, then I'm everything I want to be. She said, we've explained to them, I think six children, they have adopted uh, three and, and had a twin and uh, twins and, and a single child themselves biologically. She said, we've explained to them, our children, that our commitment, when we decided to start a family, was the greatest commitment you could possibly have. Once you have six children, you're committed. And this is before she married Pitt. Uh, actually, she did, I think, uh, adopt a child, um, Pax, from Cambodia before she got married. I think she was a single mom for a while. She also said, it's such a beautiful and sexy quality in a man when he takes his responsibilities as a father very seriously. I still get very emotional when I watch Brad play with the children. He is so naturally devoted and joyful around them. So that seems very nice, very positive. And um, I, I was um, best man at a friend's wedding years ago and I gave a speech I won't do the whole thing, obviously, but it was a speech, basically. The love that you feel on the day of your wedding, that is your real marriage. Everything else can be a distraction and everything else can get in the way, but uh, let it be no more than a twig branch in front of the sun, a momentary darkness returning to the original love that you have, because that is your marriage. The, the inverted pyramid of your marriage should rest on the joy and the love you have on the day of your marriage, because that's why you're together, and there's no reason why that cannot last forever and ever. Amen. And so she loves him, she loves him, she loves him, and then she divorces him. She can just do that. Women can just do that. The vast majority of divorces are initiated by women. And the number one reason? Dissatisfaction. You could argue that a marriage is a slightly more important contract, particularly when you have six children, than, say, your contract with your visa. But you really don't get to just break up with visa when you owe them a lot of money and say, well, uh, it's irreconcilable differences. You want me to pay. I don't want to pay. So see ya. It's not how it works, but it's how, and it's not how it used to work with marriage, right? Uh, there are two groups which have significantly low marriage rates. Uh, number one, of course, is the Amish, with a divorce rate far less than 1%, because they have no welfare state in the Amish community. They don't pay the taxes for it, don't have the welfare state. And, of course, Catholic communities have low divorce rates because they have the deity backup for their marriage vows, right? Let what God has joined together, and you're married in the eyes of God, and you can't ever get divorced in the eyes of God. So um, values and virtues and commitment mean something. And the tragedy is, of course, that the majority of people who consider getting divorced when they're interviewed five years after they thought of getting divorced, if they've stayed together, they say, wow, I'm glad I stayed together. 
You know, divorce often, I think, is an impulse. Uh, it is a maneuver. It is a kind of escalation. It's a way to try and get your way. And um, it's a real kind of brinksmanship. And uh, it is a huge and giant mess. So, yeah, a woman can love you as much as um, Angelina Jolie claimed to love Brad Pitt. But then, uh, you know, as the old saying says, if you did have this affair, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, then she can just do this to you. She can separate you from your children. And she wants shared legal custody, but she wants primary custody of the children. He's going to get visitation rights, right? So she's talking about how much he loves his children, how much he cares for his children. He's naturally devoted and joyful around them. Boom! Ripped away. Ripped away. Taken. Because, ah, maybe he, you know, he chose to marry her. Maybe he had an affair. I don't know. But um, this is the danger of marriage. This is what a lot of... uh, men are, are talking about that's not making it to the mainstream that much except for people like helen smith but whew, you know this uh hey you love your kids boom now you only get to visit them once in a while terrible were there any indications that she might be a tad unstable um well she did say when other little girls wanted to be ballet dancers i kind of wanted to be a vampire i don't know kind of gothy um could be a could be a considered a warning bell and with Billy Bob Thornton, she wore the vial of blood, as I mentioned, around his neck. She said, it's my husband's blood, which is beautiful to me, you know. Some people like diamonds around their necks or things like that. I think that's beautiful. And it makes me, it's his life. Okay, <laughs> kind of voodoo. Um, it's just something you might sneeze out during a bloody nose. But anyway. Now, they, of course, have been called the rainbow family and so on. High diversity, high multiculturalism family. They've got kids from... Um, I don't know where, Cambodia and uh, from uh, places in Africa. And uh, then they have their own kids and so on. And she has been pretty relentless in promoting diversity and multiculturalism, um, relentlessly promoting other countries except Middle Eastern uh, migrants and so on, um, as I think has George Clooney and Amal Clooney and so on. So Angelina Jolie, George Clooney and Amal Clooney, they have eight houses between them. And I think one of Angelina Jolie's houses is worth like $30 million is in France. It's got their own private helicopter pad and all that. And how many refugees have they taken in? How many refugees do they house? <whistles> big fat goose egg. We've got, a ga- we've got a bagel. We've got a big fat zero. And um, that, of course, is virtue signaling, that you want the government to promote a virtue that you consider excellent, but you would never consider enacting yourself, though you have by far more than most people, the means and housing space to accommodate it. And I, I would really, really strongly encourage people, if this, is, if this is a factor, right, because this is a family that says multiculturalism is a strength, diversity is a strength, and it doesn't seem to have worked out in their own family. They're unable to keep their own multicultural family together. Uh, and um, I don't know what factor that has, but I will put, we'll put some links below. It's really, really worth, because diversity, of course, is the big question of the uh, 21st century, whether how well it's going to work, whether it's going to work. And um, Putnam uh, is a, a guy who was uh, 10 years ago published studies that he sat on for years, well-funded, well-researched. He sat on the study results for years, combing over the data, trying to figure out how he could change it because he just found it so horrifying. And um, according to his studies, diversity in the neighborhood lowers social trust, promotes cocooning, uh, and it doesn't just lower social trust between diverse communities, but even within diverse communities. So one person has characterized it as, his research shows that the more diverse a community is, the less likely its inhabitants are to trust anyone from their next door neighbor to the mayor. In the presence of diversity, we hunker down. We act like turtles. The effect of diversity is worse than has been imagined. 
And it's not just that we don't trust people who are not like us. In diverse communities, we don't trust people who do look like us. And I would say that this um, loss of communal feeling, loss of tribalism in the neighborhood has a lot to do with why kids don't play outside anymore, why kids have like 20 times more screen time than they do unstructured outdoor playtime, why people are hunkering down, why kids are staying in, why they're getting fat, why they're not exercising, uh, and all of this kind of stuff. So if you look at a diverse group, uh, you can look for social fissures, and whether that has an effect on the Pitt-Jolie family, I don't know, we may never know, but it's certainly something to consider. So I wish the very best for the children. Divorce is absolutely brutal on children. I don't care how civilized the parents pretend to be. It is absolutely brutal on children. And it is hitting these children at particularly vulnerable times, particularly the elder children. So I certainly wish the children the very best. Uh, I am sad, you know, sad seeing a family uh, break up. But um, when you decide to get involved with unstable people, you guarantee yourself an unstable future. Thank you very much. This is Stefan Molyneux. Please help the show at freedomainradio.com slash donate.